Aloha and welcome to Mission Church. We're so glad that you're here to, with us today. If you're a guest with us, we welcome you and uh, thank the Lord that you're here today. Um, today I am uh, completing a sermon series that I've entitled Authentic. And uh, today the sermon, as you can see if you have the notes there, um, we're going to be talking about what an authentic witness is. And, um, and today's sermon is really just a natural progression from last Sunday's message, which was entitled Authentic Relationships, and through the relationships that we have, we can really work to be authentic witnesses for our Lord. And uh, using the relationship that we have with Jesus. Um, and today, I know that you are here because you have a relationship with Christ. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Or you're here because you want a deeper relationship with Christ. And, and I, I, as a pastor, I appreciate that. But I'm going to be honest with you and let you know that I also know today that maybe some people are here because your parents forced you to come, right? <laughs> and I'm not just talking about the kids. <laughs> Reminds me of a story. Uh, this story may sound familiar to you. Well, moms, you know, they, they really appreciate our spiritual lives. They care for us in, in the most profound ways. And we so appreciate it, uh, that because we recognized that last Sunday on Mother's Day. And I uh, just re- recall a story of a mom uh, trying to get her son to get to church, right? She yells upstairs, Son, let's go. If you don't come down soon, we're going to be late for church. And from upstairs, the son says, I'm not going to church today, Mom. And of course, you know, Mom says, Get down here now. And the son yells back down the, the stairwell, I'm, I'm not going to go today. She says, Don't make me come up there. I don't know if those words were said this morning, but... Don't make me come up there. And, and this goes on for a little while. So the mom thinks maybe a different approach would work a little bit better. Maybe a little bit more diplomatic. And she says, son, you know that I love you. And you know that Jesus loves you too. So why not? Come on, let's go. We, we're going to be late. And the son says, Mm-mm, I'm not going. So mom has enough of this. She marches upstairs, opens the door. Son's still in bed, undressed, you know, in his pajamas. She says this, if you don't get out of that bed right now and get dressed, I'm going to grab my spanking stick. Son says, no, mom, not the spanking stick. Why are you forcing me to go to church today? And with a big, deep sigh, the mom says, because you're 43 and you're the pastor. Now get out of bed. I pray that that's not any of your experiences in life, especially because you're not the pastor I am. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I want to ask you uh, a question in, re- in, in relation kind of to that story and, uh, and ask you this question. How's your, how's your love life with Jesus going? Take a moment to just let that question sink in. How is your love life with Jesus going. Now, something I understand because I'm living this, right? All relationships have ebbs and flows. They have ups and downs. And that's what the people that we see every day, face to face. What's the relationship like with you and Jesus? Because obviously we don't see Jesus every day. Hopefully we're interacting with Jesus. But what's, what's the level of your passion and your love life with Jesus these days. 
Is it the same today as it was when you first believed? Do you remember when you first believed and you were convinced of God's great love for you? Some people call it your first love. I still remember how I felt when I first came to know Jesus. Loved and accepted. And I pray today that you know, that you know, that you know the depth of God's great love for you. How He accepts you just as you are. And He loves you too much to leave you this way. And His grace is sufficient for all of our needs. I pray that you are experiencing that right now. And that the Bible is our source that tells us this great love story that God has for us in our lives. And these scriptures tell us how much we are loved. And I'm going to share just a few very familiar passages of scripture that most of you, maybe all of you know, but I'm not going to take that for granted. And uh, But I want to ask you, if you know John 3.16, you know the passage that Tim Tebow made famous? Just kidding. He didn't make it famous. It was way famous before he ever recited it. But can you recite it if I begin the passage for you? Those of you who are watching at home, I'd love for you to recite it along with us. Okay, I'm going to start it with you. And I want to hear, if you know it, just go ahead and uh, recite it with me. For God so... Wonderful. I heard many of you guys reciting. I was trying to listen, but I should have looked up. But some of you are wearing masks, so I couldn't tell if you were saying anything. Um, but did you get the, the heart of that message that you just recited? Or, or was that, that recital of that passage of Scripture uh, just the, the, the words that you recall since you were in Sunday school since the third grade? <laughs> Because that passage of scripture is so familiar to so many people that sometimes when you recite it, you do it real fast. Like, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And there, I, I, rem- I memorized it. But do you, do you actually hear what the verse says? That God so loved the world that he gave his only son. For those of you who are parents, let that sink in. What does that mean to you? That, that God gave something so... That we would never do ourselves. But He did. Because He loved. And how, what an amazing message that is for us to take in and to know. And not just to recite so quickly that the truth and the heart of that message is lost. But to take it in and to know that it is for you and for me that God so loved us this much. You talk about an authentic relationship. That's what God has with us. That He would give so generously the most sacrificial gift of all. And that's the depth of God's love. But you know what my problem is sometimes? And this is an honest confession. Sometimes... I take that powerful truth for granted. I do sometimes. And you know what I have found when this amazing truth of how much God loves me 
And not only that, right? I just did the first part of the verse. He, he loves us so much that He gave us His only Son that if we choose to believe in Him, He gives us some more. He gives us the promise of eternal life with Him. I didn't even get to that part. What a gift! What great love! And believe it or not, sometimes I take that for granted. And you know when I do, when I take that for granted? I'm not a very good, authentic witness of Jesus. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Something that this verse, John 3.16, also teaches us is that God took the risk of initiating this amazing relationship that He has with us. I understand about the risk of relationship because you never want to get rejected. And so we, we withhold sometimes of, of ex, you know, extending ourselves in relationship. But God didn't. He didn't hold anything back. In fact, He gave beautifully and lovingly and generously to us. And He keeps on giving, doesn't He? He gave us the Son and He gives us this beautiful gift of eternal life. And if, if I was to ask God today the question that I asked you, God, how's, how's your love life going with your people? I am assured that God would say, I love them as much as I have ever loved them. I love them so much that if I had to do it again, I'd send Jesus. And God continues to pursue us. He initiates this great love relationship with us, this sacrificial relationship, and He continues to pursue us, to redeem us, to love us, to forgive us when we need forgiving. And the Apostle Paul reminds us of this great love in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, when he says this, that God demonstrated His love in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The demonstration of this amazing love came when we didn't even deserve it. What, What kind of love is that? You know who I choose to love? I love the people that love me. Not the people that say, Mm, Gordon... Not now, who show me the hand. That's hard to love people like that, right? You know. That's us. But that's not Jesus. In fact, when we put our hand out to Jesus, He was still pursuing us. Still loving us. Not holding anything back from us. Wow! That's some amazing love. And He demonstrates this by giving us Jesus. Taking the initiative. But you know what? That decision that God made to give Jesus to us, it was a fatal decision, as you all know. Fatal for Jesus. It cost Him His life. And it, it happened. God gave this when we least deserved it. We weren't even believing. In fact, we were rebelling against Him. That's love. The Apostle Paul takes it one step further in Romans chapter 8. He's telling the church in Rome this beautiful passage of Scripture. This passage of Scripture is one of, one, the one that I hold dear, dear, dear to my heart. Romans chapter 8 verse 38 and 39. I love this passage because of how Paul begins it. He says that he's convinced of it. There's no doubt in his mind. 
I am convinced, and look at what he's convinced of, that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, or any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That passage of Scripture tells us something. It tells us this, that not even the intangible things in this world, things that we cannot touch, things we have no control over, angels and demons and life and death, height and depth, all these, the present and the future, we're, we're not in control of these things. We have no bearings over these things. These things, these things that we have that are intangible, not, not a single one of those things, can separate the love of God from us in Christ Jesus. It's no wonder that John writes in uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 13. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we shall be called children of God. Do you feel lavished over yet? Do you feel the love? I, I, I pray and, and hope that you do. Because if you don't, then sometimes, then you'll, then you'll be just like me sometimes, taking for granted this amazing love relationship that God has shared with every single one of us. And the reason I bring this up to you today is because it is so vital that if we are to be an authentic witness for Jesus, we need to be experiencing this authentic relationship that God desires to have with us. Because when you stop to think about it, what is a witness? It is simply a person that testifies and witnesses to the things that they're experiencing at the time, right? Or they have experienced. So if we're not experiencing this amazing, transforming love of God, then what kind of witness are we of the relationship that we have with God. How's your love life with Jesus going? Are you in awe that the Almighty God, the God that created the heaven and earth, the God that created everything you see outside, the God that created the people around you, knows you personally and loves you my prayer today is that the Holy Spirit is at work in our hearts and our lives right now, turning maybe that little flicker, the pilot light that is in our hearts, and cranking it up a few notches so that that love for God is one that responds to the great love that God has for us. That that passion for the Lord burns a little bit brighter today. Because when we passionately are in love with Jesus, it will impact the authentic witness that we have to those around us. Amen? Yeah, it's so true. So I'm going to ask you this question now. What's your passion? What are some of the things that you're passionate about in life? I can tell you, well... I can't tell you pretty too, too well because I've gotten off of Facebook. But you know how you can tell what someone's passion is? Just go to their Facebook page. They post all of the passions all of the time. 
It's true, right? When I was on Facebook, I would post some pictures of my fish that I catch because I'm passionate about catching fish, but I'm not a very good catcher of fish. (laughs) I do more fishing of fish than catching. If you go on my Facebook page, you'll see some pictures of me golfing because I love to golf. I enjoy it so much. And hopefully, you'll see some things about Jesus there because I'm passionate about Jesus as well. What are you passionate about? Since I've been at this church, can I tell you that I've got to got a chance to meet some of you and that I've gotten to know some of your passions, right? Because we've had great conversations. Uh, Dave Barnes, I'm not sure if you're here today, but uh, one thing about Dave is he has some really cool cars. And he loves to talk about it and share it. And, and I've gotten a chance to see that beautiful Mustang that he drives. If you haven't seen it yet, go talk to Dave. Not only will he tell you about the Mustang that he drives now, but the cars that he had before. Because <laughs> he loves cars and that's fantastic. I love that. He has a passion for the cars that he drives. I'm not sure if Angie Serrano is in our service today, but Angie Serrano was passionate about prayer. And she leads our prayer group. And every Monday she texts me, Pastor, what can I pray for you about? And that blesses my heart. She's also passionate that our school system teaches godly values. And I value that so much about her passion. And if you want to know anything about that, Angie will talk to you about that. You know who else I've gotten to know? I've gotten to know Chad Wolf, and he's passionate about Oreo cookies. <laughs> Just as I am passionate about Oreo cookies. And every time I see him, he reaches in his pocket, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> no, he has this thing where he unscrews it, and there's Oreo cookies inside a container, and he carries it around, and he shares it with me. And I'm so grateful that we share the same passion for Oreo cookies. And I want you to know that if our passion for Jesus triumphs over the passions that we have of the things of this world, we will be an authentic witness for Jesus. Last week, the last point of my sermon on authentic relationships, I said that not only will an authentic relationship with Jesus impact your life, which it will. But an authentic relationship as it impacts your life will impact the lives of the people around you. Because when you're authentically in love with God, you can't help but share it. Just like Dave joyfully shares about his cars. And Chad joyfully shares his Oreo cookies with me. And Steve Horrocks will invite you to go on a dawn patrol surfing with him because he passionately enjoys that. And whatever it is that you're passionate about, that you love to share with people, I love to share the things that I'm passionate about with those that are around me. Because I'm not on Facebook anymore. If you want to know about the things that I'm passionate about, come and talk to me and I'll share it with you. And you know what I've found? That what you're passionate about, you come and share with me. And when we get to the place where we're passionately in love with Jesus, can't help but share Jesus in an authentic way and share this amazing love relationship that we have with Him. 
Because this authentic relationship that we have with Jesus will transform us if we allow it to. If we remain in Him and He remains in us, we'll bear much fruit. But listen to what it says. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Even if you want to do something, you can't. That's what the Bible says. And so, my prayer is that we respond to this amazing love that God has for us through Jesus so that we can do what God calls us to do in the life of our church. Right? We, we have to respond to this. And, and, and we can respond in different ways. You can take it for granted. Sometimes we do. We can keep it to ourselves, which sometimes we do. Or we can share it, which is what I pray that we do well. And you know what I found? That we share our passions with the people who are close to us, who love us, and who we also love, right? And it's easy to share Jesus with Robert. You know why, Robert? I know you love Jesus. And because we both love Jesus, we can share Jesus with one another all day long, and it's fun. But you know what's sometimes more challenging? is sharing Christ with those who don't love Jesus the same way we do. Maybe who are far away from Christ. Maybe it's our children. Maybe it's our coworker or our classmate. Maybe it's somebody in our lives that we really, really care about, but they don't know Jesus yet. And if we're going to build this church, it's my prayer as the pastor here that we build it with people that need to know Jesus. That the new people that we're inviting to come to church here are people that, that don't know Christ yet. Because we know Christ. And we know the great love that He has for us. What better thing to do it than share that with the people that we really care about. That's why authentic relationships are so important. We're not going to go on a street corner and shout Jesus to people we don't know. They won't come. But the people that we do know, that see our lives, and see that we're being transformed, and see the fruit that God is bearing in us, they're going to say, hmm, this is real. This is the authentic relationship that if I'm going to go to church, that's the kind of church I want to go to. So how do we do this? What's the way forward? Church, I want to, I want to invite you to be a part of something that, that I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to ask you to do a few things. I'm going to ask you as we begin to share Christ with the people that we know and we love, to not do it alone, but to in, in, invite and include God in what we're doing. And so the, I'm going to ask you to do two things. The first thing I'd like for you to do is I'd really love for you to, to pray for the people that, um, that you know that are far from Christ, that you want to share Christ with, right? And, and you say, Pastor, I already do that. I, I pray for people, and, and I get that, and I know you do. But, uh, but to, 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 to what extent do you pray for them? One of the things that we instituted on Good Friday, if you were a part of our Good Friday service, is uh, to, to pray for people um, and use your, your phone to remind you so that you do it every single day. And so I brought my cell phone out so that I can just show you. that It's so easy to set an alarm that goes off every day. In fact, if, if you want to, you can say, Hey Siri, 
set an alarm for 10.02, Monday through Friday. Oh my goodness, Siri's not listening to me. <laughs> but it works sometimes when you do it. <laughs> but at, at, on Good Friday, I shared a verse of scripture with you. It's from Luke chapter 10, verse 2. And there, Jesus teaches his disciples the heart of what it means to be an authentic witness. He said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send workers into the harvest field. When this passage of scripture was shared with me, the person who was preaching, and I've read this many, many times, they said, how often do you pray for the harvest? And I thought about it. I said, hmm. Jesus taught his disciples to do this, right? I mean, it says so right there. Pray for the harvest. Pray for workers. How often do you do that? Is there a wonder why our churches don't grow? Maybe we don't pray for the right things. We should be praying for the harvest and asking God to send workers into the harvest field and in, with the heart of Isaiah, say, here are my Lord, send me. I want to be a part of that. Who wouldn't? And so, at 10.02 every day because of Luke 10.2, or, this passage is shared in Matthew 9.38. Same thing. You can set an alarm for a.m. or p.m. And mine goes off every single day except for Sunday. And at 10.02, if you're with me, you'll hear my alarm go off. And I just take a moment. Lord, I pray for the harvest today. Pray that you use me. And you know what else I pray for? I pray for the empty seats in our church. And just in a quiet prayer, I said, Lord, would you fill the empty chairs in our sanctuary? with people that need to know Jesus. So I want you to know something today. You're a guest with us today, and this is your first time in church. I've already prayed for you. And you are here by divine appointment. That's what I consider it anyway. And what if our church begins to pray daily for people and for the Lord of the harvest to send workers into the harvest field and to raise your hand and your heart and say, Lord, send me. I want to be a part of that. There are people in my life that I know and love that don't know you yet. Help me to be an authentic witness. Help my relationship with you to grow stronger so that I can share Christ with those around me. Will will you consider setting an alarm on your phone every single day to remind you to pray? And then the second thing I'd like for you to do is to uh, pick up the card that's on your your chair. This is not magic. (laughs) This is paper and some ink. But I have seen this tool change lives. So this is just a a simple tool where we have used it in the past in my church back in Hawaii and I wanted to share it with you. You probably have seen something like this before where you write names of people that you know and love that don't know Jesus and you pray for them every day and you ask God to be near to them, to, to watch over them, to bring them close to Him. And you know what I have done? To take this one step further, I have called the people that I write on my prayer list. And while I had them on the phone, I said, Hey, I'm, you know, the Lord just put you on my heart to pray for you. What can I pray for you about? And they share it with me. And I just write it on the back. And every day when my alarm goes off at 10.02, I bring out my card and I pray for my people and I flip it around and I pray for their needs and their requests. And in a couple of weeks, I call them back and I say, Hey, how are things going? How are are things with your mom or whatever it is that they ask me to pray for? And do you believe in prayer? 
I know you do. So do I. That's why I do this. And when God answers the prayers, when God answers our prayers, we have a great opportunity for beautiful spiritual conversations to take place. And then, when special days roll around in the life of our church, and we've got a couple coming up, Father's Day. It's a day we're going to honor God the Father. What better day to invite people to come to church when we glorify God in such a beautiful way. But you've already prayed for them every day. And God is opening the doors for what He can do through you. Church, don't do this alone. I have tried to witness in my own wisdom and strength and power. And you know what that's got me? Absolutely nothing. But when I include God in the equation, oh my goodness, it changes everything. And so, would you set an alarm on your phone? And would you take one of these? And I know not everybody's going to do it. But just imagine if everyone did. Just imagine if we all took this to heart and just one or two people that you've been praying for turned their lives over to Jesus. Then you would use this every single day. I have seen that happen in the lives of many people back at my church in Hawaii. I won't take time to tell you about all those stories. In fact, you know what we'll do? Today... Since we're going to have lunch after church right here, go get your lunch, come back, and I will tell you story after story after story after church about people that have come to know Jesus because we were faithfully praying for them. Authentic witness. That's what we're talking about today. And so, I just want to end with a passage of Scripture that I believe just is, is the, at the heart of what Jesus called his disciples to do. It's Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Some of you already know the passage of Scripture. It's right up here. And I'd like for you to pray or read this passage of Scripture out loud and read it with me. Are you ready? You guys see it? Here we go. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria until the ends of the earth. You're going to be my witnesses. God is inviting you to be an authentic witness for Him. And for those disciples that were there in Jerusalem, He said in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria. And for us, it's going to be in La Mesa, it's going to be in San Carlos where I live. It's going to be in Tierra Santa and in Mission Valley and out in Claremont and in Ramona. And I'm looking around to see where I know where people live. Yeah. Right? As far as wherever you're at, God can use us to be His authentic witness as we partner with the Holy Spirit. And you know what next Sunday is? Next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. What a great way to end our, past, our, our, our service today by looking at what God does through the power of the Holy Spirit. Church, we don't have to do this alone. God doesn't want you to do this alone. Will you allow the Holy Spirit to work with you as you pray for people? Bring them before the Lord. Put their, raise their names up into the throne room of heaven and be an authentic witness to just testify of God's great love that He has over you to the people around you. Lives will change. That's how my life got changed. Is that how your life got changed too? I think so. 
But you know what, church? It all starts with your love life with Jesus. If that's not where it should be, we've got to take care of that first today. Otherwise, the witness that you will be will be one that maybe is not exactly what God would have. Today, would you come back to Jesus? Would you restore that relationship that maybe is not where it ought to be? My prayer is that we all, we all are madly in love with Jesus because that can be our witness. Church, would you stand with me today? As we sing this last song, just quietly in your heart, take an evaluation of where you're at. And if you want to come back, and and restore that love relationship with Jesus. If you want to, take this opportunity today to respond to what the Holy Spirit is already talking to you about. That flicker is trying to grow that fire. And if you want to allow that fire to rage and burn, altars are open. I'll be joining you in prayer today. Pastor Robert's here. Pastor Paul is here. Alita is here. We got people that would love to pray with you, join you to come back to Jesus and restore that authentic relationship so we can be authentic witnesses for Him. Come and pray.